You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. Oh. All right, welcome to the After Buzz Blacklist After Show, Episode Seven, Episode Eight, Episode Eight, Eight, General Ludd. We're here recapping as always. I'm joined by the lovely Joe Sanfilippo. Nice to see you guys. And the lovely Nando Velasquez. (laughs) Thank you very much. And the loveliest of them all, (gasps) Julie Kelly. Thanks, Joe. Hi, everybody. Hello. I'm Joe Braswell. We're here. That was uh, that was Madonna with Papa Don't Preach. <laughs> Hitting the eighties. <laughs> Going back to the eighties for that one. Uh, we 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 played that decade. song because we have an internal debate about Papa's. There's a little dissension. In how them. how could there Papa's. be a debate at this point? Well, oh, I think there's so there's a divide. There is a divide at this yeah, point. There's a divide. Oh. Says to is the, so, some of us uh, seem to think that there's no question that Red is Lizzie's father. Some of us, the smarter ones, mm-hmm. think that that's oh. not impossible. I don't not, think he kept possible. his baby. I don't think Red kept his baby. Oh. Like okay. Papa Don't Preach. You bring yeah, it I'm back. keeping my baby. I got it. I don't think he was keeping his baby. <laughs> okay. so, something happened when she was four. The house just exploded just now. They just blow, blew up that house. Something, exploded? It's exploded. Splo- exploded. <laughs> it blew up good. Ricky, blow it up real good. <laughs> so you, Ricky Ricardo? <laughs> Lucy! <laughs> Exploded. Explode the house. Um, yeah, so, okay, well, we have this episode, uh, number eight, General Ludd, which is, uh, now that's a villain. That's a villain name. General Ludd? General yeah, it sounds Ludd. like a Superman, like it he does. should be with the Zod. Yeah, Kneel before Ludd. Ludd. <laughs> Kneel before Ludd. It does sound very uh, super villainy. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's General Ludd, uh, we... Who actually isn't a person? It is a movement. It's a movement. Yeah. yeah, very much like very reminiscent to me of uh, v, for, v for Vendetta, or or a little that, but a little uh, little Project Mayhem and Fight Club remind me of that too. Oh, a little bit of that. Yeah, I mean just just the, the idea of these sort of like and a little bit of Twelve Monkeys too. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. just dropping you're, every you're, pop culture. You're, you're, yeah, you are. Try. You're trying to out pop culture me. Okay, that's fine. Go ahead. You win that one. Battle. You win that one. I'm not going to fight it. With, with a little bit <laughs> of uh, the baseball furies from the Warriors, <laughs> Walter Hill's 1978. You know what? Wow. Classic. The masks. Yeah, I could say just They're a different right. color, but the masks definitely fit in there. Or a little eyes wide shut. The orgy scene. All right, right, enough. Okay, <laughs> never mind. I, I never got it. I wanted to get it. I watched that movie like four times. I'm like, what the is happening? General Ludd was a movement and. Pretty great opening. A uh, lot, lot happened in this episode. I mean, yeah. Blacklist is, uh, you know, again, I, as I said before, we got ourselves a series. I think that we've got some stuff happening, and I'm, I'm, I'm continue, continue to be happy with this show and where it's going, and and uh, some things I continue to be disappointed with, which I'll get into later, personally, okay. on a personal level. But on the whole, I love the show still, and you know, and Spader does disappoint, and uh, John Bulk and Comp and the game gang are doing a great job. Mm-hmm. This episode was written by Amanda Kate Schumann. Um, who did a fantastic job yeah. with this, and it was directed by uh, Steven Surik, I believe I'm pronouncing that right, who uh, directed Wayne's World 2, of all things. Wow. Um, and <laughs> a few other comedies before going on to do uh, a lot more dramatic things mm. as well. So. Okay. But uh, anyway, so let's get into the episode. So what do we think? What do we think of this episode? Who, what, Joe, are you with me? What, did, you, did you like it? I loved it. I absolutely, uh, I, I'm I'm full on board with the show right now. Okay. I'm completely and utterly. Well, it's a good goddamn thing you're doing the after show. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you wouldn't curse. You know how delicate my virgin ear is. The other one's so, fine, but the virgin ear is the virgin ear. So you like the show? Just I, I, yeah, I think it's, it's, this has been fun. Last night I watched both back to back. I want because I wanted to have it fresh because I wasn't here last week and I, I missed you guys. But um, I missed but you too. Thank you. You're welcome. So on a little Black Miss mini marathon, little Blacklist mini marathon last night, and um. I'm so bummed I missed last week. Oh, Captain, my captain is all I kept yelling at the TV. 
from no nothing. All right, it's good. Um, but uh, yeah, it just it. I think that this whole Red and Lizzie relationship is really coming around, and I want to talk about that later on because I really think um, I cannot imagine how people at this point are saying he's not her father. I don't oh, get it. God, <sighs> Julia, what did you think? Um, I loved this episode. I know last week I was a little. Uh, last week wasn't my favorite episode. I felt um, boo. Uh, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. I loved this episode though. Right. Um, I loved the 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 villain. Or the villains, or yeah. the the movement. I loved that story. I thought it was really well balanced with um, with the overarching story as well with Lizzie Red. So many questions almost answered, but so many more questions now are in my head. Right. Um, I'm I'm totally on board. I'm so into it. It's really hard for me to wait a week. Me too. I like it too, Nando. I liked it, not as much as Julia. I still liked last week's episode a little oh, bit better. Sorry. I think it was the New Yorker in me just seeing the subway scene. But crazy. I, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, this one took place in New York, too, so I can't complain. Um, yeah. The New Yorker in me is pretty, you know, New York 1, New York 2, whatever. Um, rest of the country in it, zero. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't imagine a New Yorker complaining. That's just weird. That's I, just I weird. Never expect if that. we're not it's complaining, we're not happy. If we're not complaining, we're not happy. So that being said, I, I, it's still on pace. It's still completely on pace. I still loved it. I loved the stakes again are high. You know what I liked about this one is is you know it kind of got back to an old fashioned heist. Well, it actually was a bit of a twist. It was, it was a lot of twists. Involved. It was twisty turning. It was very twisty turning. So I did like that too. It was very twisty yeah. turning. I mean, the writing. Uh, I, I just like the banter with Red in the last week's episode better. I think that's what drew it over a little bit more. But uh, other than okay. that, other than that, it was a really strong episode. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. Okay. Uh, I liked more. it a lot. I liked. Okay. I liked the. Uh, I liked that we had a sort of a different look at a. Blacklister this time. I'm so it's so unclear to me as to how Red knew that this was a movement as opposed to a person, and how he sort of knew exactly what to do and where to go with this one. But um, but he's Red Reddington. I don't question him anymore. But um, good. I, I love the opening. Yeah, was, don't you question? I don't question him anymore. Come on now. Uh, I love. I, I did like the episode. Uh, the open. The open was good. Uh, I felt like we the get a little right more ex, exposition. Expositionally ex, ex, expositional explanations. Is that? I wouldn't uh, choose to say those two words together. <laughs> They'd have five times fast. You do that to yourself. Of, of Red, sort of, of, of his, how he works with the FBI and what he's willing and not willing to do. Like that beginning, the beginning when he's uh, bargaining with, uh, with Harold about sort of like, you know, having access to the server. Like they need his help. He's like, no, no, you don't call me. I call you. This is how this whole thing Here's works. Here's my question then. Yeah. Was, is General Ludd a blacklister or not? Because they give him a number at the beginning, but then he's he's saying the agreement is for me to bring cases to you. Right. You know, I'm not your consultant. If I'm right. going to help you on this, I then you give me, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. It's just typical Red wanting something in return. So if they're going to come up to him, if they're going to come up to him, he has the power. So why can't he use it and get something he wants, which he got? But, but Julie, was this Julie's a blacklister? Was like, if he was a blacklister, then Red would say, hey, I've got a guy, number mm-hmm. 32. Well, I will say this. I mean, he did get to meet General Ludd at the very end. He got to, yeah. he got to meet him, and he didn't seem to have a, a personal vendetta against him no, like he, he did no with Stewmaker. Yeah, well, the Stewmaker. Yeah, exactly. So the Stewmaker. I don't know if the Stewmaker knew exactly who Red was, but Red obviously had that big speech yeah. before he killed him with uh, with this guy. I mean, he just pretty much said, "I'm taking your." I'm taking your stuff. I'm, this so is a robbery. You, so you think that he was always a blacklister? He was just taking this opportunity to uh, to bargain. I, I actually agree with you. I don't think he was a blacklister. I don't think so. But he has a number. I think they just gave him a number. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, this, how the show works. His number. His number was pretty high up, though. His I mean, number you know, was the, pretty the guys, high. Up. The guys typing was one zero nine. It was pretty God, high. The up. guys typing on the thing. He's like, come on, we got to have a number. We'll give, we'll give him a number. Shit, one zero nine. All right, done. Fine. Maybe Who's the added? guy typing on the thing? Is this the writers? The, the, this is the I, you know I want to talk about the writers this week because I'm impressed. I oh, think the right ri- oh <laughs> I and I was impressed with them last week and I want to talk about that. I know you guys Good. talked about it, but oh, if I, you've been here last week, you could. It's not my fault. I was in Vegas working. <laughs> working. Sorry. It was no, there were no air quotes. I was actually working. <laughs> writers. Uh, uh, writers impressed. Impressed last week that they had Lizzie do something so stupid as to let the uh, the guard go and then they, they then she got sanctioned and busted for it that was awesome and then she makes another call later on which I totally disagree with but I like that the writers like presented that like mm-hmm. hey the, 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 she is too young to be doing this she does not know what she's doing right and she's going to make huge mistakes and that was that was kind of cool I like that a lot well let's break down this episode for a second so we, we open with the with the great scene with the father and son playing catch in the park it's terrifying which was terrifying mm-hmm. and then uh you know the oh, shoe my- drops. 
And then, literally, course, literally yes, the shoe dropped. <laughs> the other shoe dropped. Or the other shoe didn't drop, actually. But, that was pretty, uh, pretty that was, graphic and pretty. Oh, the other shoe dropped. They just dropped with the rest of the plane. Awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so very. So it's a very awesome. impressive, uh, you know, sort of cool open, despite the fact that the poor father and son did not make it. Yeah. Which is which is sad. Blah, blah. Um, that was sad. And so then we we find out that this is the work, the handiwork of General Ludd, the Luddite, the movement uh, of people named after the Luddites. Yes. And so, um, we then we, so we also learn that. Lizzie's father, Sam, is sick, right? We get that phone call. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we learn we learn that, which which kind of which is an interesting new character. First time we get to see him. First time we get to see him. Um, and last, apparently. And yeah. last, unless we get some flashbacks. But I mean, I was kind of disappointed to see oh, him go. Well, I mean, that was like Die Hard Two right there. I'm like, dude, fight him on the wing of the plane, and <laughs> oh, you're dead. <laughs> Damn it. Well, yeah, no. Well, look. Then, then what he's talking about is that the Sam, the dad, was played by William Sadler, who was the villain in Die Hard Two. Phenomenal um, actor. Who was uh, he's a great actor. He's been in a bunch of things, and most recently, the president in um, uh, oh crap, I just drew a blank on my brain. Uh, <laughs> Iron Man Three. Iron Man Three. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's great. He's, he's a great character actor, and uh, so yeah, we saw him, and then um, you know we then get to see it, I don't know. Then we, then we get to see sort of Lizzie's response to. Um, her father and her, and then that whatever that relationship is between the two of them, which is kind of nice to see. We we learned that she has a nickname of Butterball. Butterball. Little Butterball. It's a type of turkey. For those of you, <laughs> yeah. Just in time for Thanksgiving. What a name. Yeah, just in time for. Thanksgiving. I was thinking the same thing. Just in time for Thanksgiving here right. in the states. And so Butterball. have a little Lizzie Boone at your table. Yes. Uh, and then there's and then of course we're getting into you know we then we find you know we get to reveal more. Um, more about the you know General Ludd and his gang and the laptop and then his, the, you know the second bombing, but that, as that is a as a sub sub story. But the main story we get is this whole sort of uh, Red's relationship with the father. How much Red knows Sam? How much she knows about Sam? Uh, how much she's telling Lizzie? You know, oh, your father he has cancer. You know this, right? Like he seems to be one step ahead of her at all times, including. Including being one step ahead of her being in Nebraska, actually actually being there. Um, and uh, we learned that Red and Sam have a relationship, right? A great one, apparently. A great one that includes uh, long-legged, long-legged ladies. They discussed, like, you know, <laughs> do you remember so-and-so? The legs on her. And, and apparently the sexing with her seems yes. to be, is very impressive. And I hope, yes, as they both know, which is weird. Uh, you know? Yeah. Share, <laughs> you share. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, know what you, I know what you mean, Red. <laughs> Like what? Friend, share, and share alike. <laughs> like, huh? Ain't no fun if the... Right? I don't know. Right, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> anyway, so there's that. And then um, then we have that weird... So then we have uh, Tom, who gets to go out there and, and, and check in on the father, mm-hmm. which is, you know, there could be some suspicion there, maybe not. Like, it's just, he's just out there, right? Mm. I mean, it was, did anyone think at any moment that Tom is... Going to maybe kill the father or knew the father? Did anyone have suspect I didn't that? Have any any, I did not have no, that suspicion. Not a thought at all. At all. The only thing that made that that, that that cast suspicion on Tom still at this point as an audience member and as 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 Lizzie, I would imagine, is uh, is Red. I mean, the only thing in, in that whole episode that cast Tom in a, in a in a in a suspicious light is when Red sat down with him to have that cup of coffee that Red apparently didn't need because he left it at the table uh-huh. and just great scene by the way. Yeah, it was. yeah, it was a great scene. That was the scene. scene. Yeah, yeah, that was a great set piece. So we did all that. So but we, that we, look at the end of the scene that Tom did. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, right? that's that, it. That, that big stare when yeah. he walked away. There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot said. But well acted by both. I got to give your boy. Oh, uh, oh absolutely. Eggert, Eggle, Tom, Eggle. That's his name? Tom Ryan. Yeah. Ryan Eggelt. Ryan Eggelt. Props. Shout out to Ryan Eggelt. Props. Yeah. <laughs> For a great job on that scene. So anyway, so we get to the whole thing, and we learn that, uh, you know, Sam says he wants to tell Tom, sorry, he wants to tell Lizzie the truth. Red says, I can't let you do that. Um, we get a phone call to Lizzie saying, with him presumably telling the truth, which I want to talk about later. Mm. And then Red you know, sort of uh, puts him out of his misery, if you will. Nothing sort of about it. He does it. You know, and then uh, <laughs> gives him a nice little kiss in the forehead, has a nice little chat with Tom, you know, and then goes off in his private plan about his business to go steal away uh, the money chip that uh, General Ludd st- stole. Well, this was a good episode. Thanks, you guys. That's it. We, uh, no, that's it. So that, 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 that's, that's kind of just what I just wanted to sort of like, you know, as we have saying all that to say that there's a lot happened in this episode. There's a lot going on. I want to to sort of get to that and unpack that. But um, I want to ask you, Mando. Okay. 
Oh. Ooh, about about yeah. uh, since you've been recapping our blacklisters for us about General Ludd, what did you think of Ludster? Uh, I I liked him. I mean, definitely uh, this whole. I mean, they were teasing it last week. This right. revolution right. that they mm-hmm. had again, very Which, very V for Vendetta esque. Technically, I felt. He's Nathaniel Wolf. He's not he's not General Ludd, but. Nathaniel Wolf, yes. yes, Nathaniel Wolf. So he had a bunch of aliases many throughout the name, but right. but Nathaniel Wolf is really his his real name, uh, and uh, I thought it was really interesting. Again, scene, uh, you know, I always talk about the stakes being high. I thought it was really, really a beautiful opening scene with the father and son. Very sad. Yeah, they're just having a catch. But you know, again, kind of like uh, yeah, kind of like what happened on the subway last week. I mean, it really plays into our fears seeing a plane falling out of the sky like that. You know, yeah. and 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 then debris and these guys running it was a very very intense scene. So um, way to definitely raise the stakes again. I mean, it was a cargo plane, but there was another plane explosion. They didn't really even talk about like how many injuries or casualties were in that one. Did not. Yeah, we didn't. Get to know if there was if it was empty, if it was full. Yeah, we didn't really point, get to know yeah. about that. We're, we're all kind of hoping it was just that one hedge fund manager. Everybody yeah. else, <laughs> 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 yeah, he was, was kind of douchey. Yeah, yeah, so right? yeah. yeah. let's douchey. put douchey, or, douchey Ron on the plane right. by himself, just in case. I'm in the first class lounge. Not the gold club. Not the gold club. They can't find me here. Not that loser. I'm golden in the gold. But uh, but well, first of all, Justin Kirk, who who uh, there are a lot of fans of his Justin out here. Justin Kirk, oh, yes, he love played. Him, love him, love him. He played the general from TV's from TV's Animal Practice, short-lived yes, Animal Practice. He was also huge on Weeds. He was yes. amazing yes. in Weeds. weeds. Uh, he, I mean, he's been everywhere. My my, I first fell in love with him in. Um, uh, uh, Angels in America, America the miniseries. Mm. I was like, I'm in. I'm in anything you do. Yeah, I will watch and love you. And then, uh, and then, as far as the plot, uh, kind of turned. And you know, actually, you mentioned Die Hard before. The plot turned out kind of like Die Hard in a way. How so? In in the sense that it was a like a hostage negotiation in Die Hard because they were they were they were trying to release political prisoners. They were doing this for the greater good or, or oh, the greater yeah, cause. See, oh, but then ultimately, okay. it was just a robbery. It was right. a robbery hidden in between there, and they were just relying on the FBI to do certain protocols so that they could get into the safe and steal all that money. It I was think, almost similar in the sense that he was grounding the planes just yep. so he can get the car transport so they could steal oh. all that money. Was we're mixing. Original? I, I, I do feel original? like we need to make a point. We're mixing our metaphors here. Die Hard 1 was a robbery. Die Hard 2 was the, was the, was prison, the plane. Was the plane. Right. Yeah, well, and, I said Die Hard, yeah. But he said Die Hard 2 before, yeah. No. Well, Die Hard 2, it was, just, now we're getting on. Die Hard 2 <laughs> starred yes. the dad. Yes. Right. That was cool. I just want to make sure so we don't get nasty emails from yeah, people this, that uh, we're talking about two different diehards. No, they just get nasty emails the, about your singing. That's the, all. The, the comparison he's making is that diehard one. Sorry, but true. I couldn't help it. Yeah. The comparison he's making is that diehard one. <laughs> Uh, Hans Gruber. Yes, yes, yes. And also, Can't Hans wait, wait. Gruber's brother in Die Hard 3 did the exact same thing. Oh, that's yes, true. but now oh, you're yeah. skipping Die Hards. Now we're now we're on 3. This is madness. <laughs> but was his original motivation kind of Wall Street? The original movie Wall Street with the dad who was... Oh, are we talking God. about Die Hard or are we talking about Black no, <laughs> no, I mean the original motivation, his dad were, it was a union man for the airlines. That, well, that was yes. the cover story. Yes, yes. yes. Right. Yeah. Like, Which goes back also to like, corporate... That's Wall Street. No, right. no, but, right? it, but it also goes back to the whole corporate terrorism that, that Red brought up, that this is all about corporate terrorism, mm-hmm. and that originally it was said to be that the plane that the plane that crashed, douchey guy in the gold club said, you know, that, plane, that airline stock dropped 30%. 30%. It wasn't just the plane that dropped, it was the stock that dropped, too. So uh, that's all. It's all connected to corporate terrorism, right? It definitely it, is. Isn't it interesting that corporate sponsorship that will now sponsor storylines about the evils of corporate <laughs> sponsorship? It is a fascinating time we live in. Yeah, that 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 the machine has gotten so big and so impressive that it, it can actually afford. To fund its own detractors. Well, it's the same thing. Yeah. They're like, they're like, oh, but not our corporation. Well, yeah, we're the good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't look at the commercials last night, so I don't know if there were any airline oh, commercials no. in there. Sorry, I, did, I was watching Hulu. Uh, I was watching. Uh, I always watch on Hulu because okay. I can't watch on Monday nights. <laughs> anyway, but uh, but still, even regardless, we thought it was more about corporate terrorism, but it ended up just being about money. No, it really didn't. Because, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. Because no. at the end, the the idea, I I I, I say that with uh, with with I'm sorry, I mean twinge that with I don't believe so. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, let, let me let me see if I can't make that a little less little less, less harsh. Um, I it, it was my understanding at the end that the plan, uh, General Ludd's plan, was to take that because he swapped out the plates. Mm-hmm. So he was sending the uh, he was sending the drive to the U.S. Mint that was actually the counterfeit. So he was going to have the, the U.S. Mint print hundreds of billions of dollars of counterfeit. 
hundred dollar bills, therefore bankrupting the entire system. Which to me, I don't know if that the system I mean, would make it easier to to, to counterfeit I, you know, I money. Mean, wouldn't you think that if if somebody just you know you just get somebody on you know CNN and 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 Fox News and MSNBC and say hey, everybody you know what those hundred dollar bills are bullshit, so you guys should turn them in and everything will be cool. So I don't know if it's going to bankrupt anything. I but. still think it's about money because he can make all the counterfeit bills he wants now. I still that's why I still thought it was about money. That's what I that's the way I looked at it as. But they, he didn't take that five hundred million dollars either. Five hundred million dollars. He blew he it, it up. No, but he can make his own money with that chip. With the one he stole. With the one he stole, or he could, uh, or, or he he actually gave them uh, the, the his own chip that says his counterfeit money's good. I thought the idea was to bankrupt the government. <laughs> Doesn't it make sense? He pretty much gave them the plans to to uh, what he, money's supposed to look like, and he makes that same yeah. money. Well, both that's things are true. I think that yeah, all, I can go either way. Yeah, yeah, both things are true. I think he actually wanted yeah. to. He d- killed two birds with one stone. Well, I mean, the purpose is there were a lot of twists in this. And the original, what we thought originally, was, it was just about you know payback for his dad. Uh, it was it ended up being more than that. Well, yeah, I think mean, he killed two birds with one stone yeah. by he, he he gave the wrong chip to the to the to the. To the mint, mm-hmm. and then kept the right chip to make money for himself. So yeah. he was able to do both. Mm-hmm. So you know, whatever. But he was, but he was then robbed yeah. by Red, which I thought was very cool because Red likes capitalism. Oh my God, one, that of was our, awesome. one of our, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm going to rob you. Mm. Yes, you know I love it. That's what. That's what I if wrote it's not down a here. pen to the neck, I want one of those quippy moments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rob you. That's right. I'm going to rob you. I wrote it down. Ha 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 ha. I'm going to rob <laughs> that's you. Exactly what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rob you. That happens. That was. That was <laughs> I'd love to see that written in the script, wouldn't you? <laughs> so that is when I say, ha, 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 ha I'm going to rob you. Uh, it's great. <laughs> Excellent. Thank yeah. you. Red is great. So then that is, so that's that. <clears throat> and, let's not, and you know what? Just, since we're probably not going to talk about it in the, other, in the other parts, let me just also mention a nice little appearance by Andrew Dice Clay. The Dice Man. Yes. Speaking of laughter. Which we could talk about. Which we could talk about. Yes. Which we will talk about. Oh, we will talk about. Okay, never mind. Okay, just want to make sure, since we talked about Justin Kirk, want to make sure. Got it. But, so, well, well, actually, while we're here, let's let's talk about the Dice Man. Forget it. Let's talk about it now. Let's talk about it Hey, let's talk about it Hickory Dickory Duck. Iceman was on the show. There you go. Uh, let's I kind of wanted him. He did not do a really good job acting. I'm sorry. I don't think it was okay. It was just really, I don't know. It was just Dr. Maltz. Come Dr. Maltz. Come on, you name the guy Abraham. Dr. Maltz. <laughs> Dr. Abraham Maltz. He's yeah. better. Dr. Abraham Maltz. I mean, people don't realize the- Andrew Dice Clay is Jewish. He's not Italian, Joe. You're a racist. No, I'm stating facts. <laughs> You're Italian. Facts like a racist. I know you like to claim him. No, it's He's no. I, we, 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 uh, we, we do like him. I didn't yes. know he was up for grabs. But I, uh, anyway, Dice, Dice Clay makes an interesting appearance to Dr. Maltz, who is, who is a person. In, in an interesting scene, I didn't love that scene. I didn't love, yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I didn't I thought, love it either. I thought Lizzie was a little, little flat in that scene when she sort of, uh, you know, I'll have this place shut down, you know, and when, before you can say tummy tuck or whatever he said, is that the before line? Before you can say tummy tuck. Who was great in that scene, though, was Red. Of course. Spader of course. was awesome. Yeah. That very, very brief moment where you could tell that was not the plan for her to come right. out and say that. And it's he's just so fast and nuanced. It's just a real quick look where he's like, shit. Okay, but he got, he, he's got it. Roll with it. He's Red. But she followed <laughs> him. But she did follow him at the end. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like he did with Wrestler. Yeah. When, when they I took him to say. see, what was that? Was that Wu Jing? No, that was was that no. Wujing? No, that was uh, that the, was the uh, the French was lady, that? wasn't it? Yeah, that was the uh, Jimmy Jimmy. Oh, I don't remember her name. <laughs> Darn it, <laughs> Miss Deja Vu. Miss Deja Vu. That's what it was. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, so a nice appearance by Andrew Dice Clay. Well, I, I feel like we'll see more of him because they sort of set him up as a big reoccurring guy. <laughs> they have that nice piece of uh, nice little stoolie. Well, they're going to find new ways to get do, names out of him. They do drop a little. Does anyone know about the work I've had done? Yes, they drop that. Yeah. So that's Fast Bader had work done. That's Red has work done. That I wrote down. And also they have a. You hear that nice line of like, oh, we need to protect him because he's a source. Yes. Yeah, we need him for other episodes. Yes. So hopefully we'll... He's not on the blacklist. He's yes. an asset. Because he's a good guest star. Yeah. Yes, exactly. He makes a great guest star. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, um, but we, so General Ludd. Oh, wait, wait. So Red, Red said he had work done? Is that, is that, well, uh, he that said, was one of the things? about the work that I had done? Yeah, who knows about the work I had done? Who knows about right. the work well, I had done? Well, I think that it might be funny when we find out that, that you know, maybe maybe the work he had done, maybe he looked a little more like Lizzie before this whole thing started. <laughs> You're just saying. Ridiculous. Just saying. So what was the, the fate of uh, Nathaniel Wolf was that he's in custody. He's in custody. He so not, he is not dead. He's not dead. So nope. Justin Kirk could come back, too. You never know. And I would love it. Because or he could feel, come back with more plastic surgery as someone completely different. I feel like they have these amazing, amazing guest stars, and they just don't get the chance to shine as much as I, as I yeah. would like on this well, show. At least he didn't die. 
He didn't die, so that's why I'm saying. Fingers right. crossed. Maybe they'll do some more Kirk in my life. Some, some right. you know, some DC comics, some Arkham stuff, where everybody breaks out all at once, and then all the bad people will get together and have a little. <laughs> they all get costumes and have a party. <laughs> they all have co- make costumes and have a party. That's how they do it. Particularly nerdy episodes. Yeah, in the 1960s Batman, maybe. Why not, Julia? Let's. let's uh, I want to talk. I want to ask you, Julia, like about, um, about Red and Lizzie. I mean, Great I'm sorry, show. Flip. I want to ask you. What, yeah, let's you talk some, about it. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Don't ask you about Red and Lizzie. Let's talk about Red and Lizzie. But before I do that... Yeah, before we do that, we should do something else. I want to thank all of our people for listening to us and tuning in to us on iTunes. We really appreciate all of the... Every time you download us, every time you rate us, <laughs> we love you very much. Thank you very much. Please, um, if you're listening to us now, you are doing that. You, are, you have downloaded us on iTunes, and you have done that enough to make us the number two, sometimes one... Mostly mm-hmm. to show and after buzz. We really appreciate that. Um, we appreciate all your comments and all your ratings, especially those who are also listening to us on YouTube, who are frequent listeners and frequent commenters, yes. commenters who we will mention later and that we continue to love. So thank you very much for that. And, um, you know, we listen and we will try to adjust. Yeah, every time you give us five stars, an, a- an angel gets its wings. <laughs> that's true. Just in time for Christmas, too. Yes. Just, there you go. Exactly it's, a wonderful, it's a wonderful blacklist, everybody. See? It's a wonderful <laughs> blacklist. So, <laughs> I love it. That's funny, man. Joe, let's talk about Red and Lizzie. Let's talk about Red and Lizzie. I just, you know, so, what, you know, uh, I'm just still fascinated by this, by this relationship of Red and Lizzie, this whole. Lizzie is driving me freaking crazy. She's driving me nuts with her, like, I don't trust you. I don't trust anything. I don't. And then, you know. Sitting on the swings afterwards. It's nuts to me. I know. I don't know. But, like, I don't like the whole, when 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 Red is like, oh, your father is, you know, sick. He's like, no, no, he's not. You don't know what you're talking about. It's like, Red always knows what he's talking about. Always. When is she just going to shut up and believe Knock him? it off. And then, when even when uh, the dad was like, hey, Butterball, listen, I'm not going to make it. And she's like, what do you mean, Dad? That's impossible. They can fix you, right? I'm like, come on, Lizzie. Well, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I I, I, uh, um, I, I kind of bought that, to be honest with you, because there's like that, that, that complete that delusion that we're all living under, that everyone's going to live forever. And certainly sure. I'm not going to die, and no one I know will ever die. I mean, other people do, but not my people. Sure. I mean, we all live in that fantasy until that bubble is burst, and then reality comes crashing in, and we all slump our shoulders a little bit because it's heavy. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I bought that. I liked that. Okay. Um, and, and I liked that, that, uh, that she was so caught up in the case. And I, you know, I liked that scene so much because it was, it, I've had that conversation with my dad, you know, where it's like, this meant, this phone call obviously had some meaning for him, but I am so damn busy. Obviously, I've never really been in the car chasing terrorists. That's not really the, the level of busy I have gotten to. But, you know, where you're on the phone with dad and you're like, I, ah, I love you so much. Okay, I'm going to call you back in an hour. And you never suspect that that hour just isn't going to be there, and yeah. and you know that so that that landed for me. I thought that that was uh, I thought I bought that, um, and, and I, I bought the relationship with her and 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 and, uh, and her dad completely. To be honest, I really liked the I liked the idea of just being two buddies, um, you know, because there was nobody else, right? There was no mom. There, he, he raised her alone from the time she was four. Just Sam and Butterball. Just Sam and Butterball. Mm. Just rolling out, and and I, I liked that. I liked I, I I bought the whole thing, and um, really was kind of devastating when when uh, when when she got the news. That was rough. Mm, I have yeah. to say it was nice to catch a little glimpse into Lizzie's life because she's just this anomaly who's just floating in the floating in the world. And why yeah. is James Spader so obsessed with her? You know nothing about her, nothing where she comes from. It's like, oh, Nebraska. Oh, Aunt right. Judy or whatever her name was. Yes. Oh, the and y- yeah, right. Family. I was like, oh, you're a real person. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was nice. Okay. Now, I mean, it, this was actually one of my favorite episodes of Lizzie. Nice, nicely handled in a uh, in a sad musical montage, which. Um, I kind of knew. I, I, I wondered like how they were going to handle her getting the news, and there's usually like two ways to do this in, in <laughs> TV shows: It's either let the actor play it out, like you, you get you, you get the news and they do the thing and they whack it out and you feel with them, or they get the news and they cue up the Sarah McLaughlin and you just kind of like see them in slow motion, you know, nod down. They go to like a slow motion sort of funeral montage, which well, was fine too. Well, you got a choice to make. Do you want do you want to have the whole episode bog into this, or do you want to get a little distance from it so you can right. actually bounce from it and still continue storytelling mm-hmm. afterwards? And they, and they chose B, which is right. fine, which is mm-hmm. totally fine. It made sense to me, right? Um, but I, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, you know, she's young. How, how old is Lizzie, Lizzie supposed to be? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Thirty. Thirty. Okay. You know, I mean, that's that's you, she's very young, and she's you know she's thrust into the middle of all this stuff, and and uh, like I said about last week's episode, one of, one of my favorite things about it was that she f's up. 
huge, mm. and she's called out for it. And it was it was funny because the way they structured it last week, and again, this is shout, this is props to the writers, they structured it like, you know, she's in every aspect of the investigation. She's getting the call, and she's brought in right away before even bringing Red. Lizzie's the go-to, and we're going there. We're all in 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 the whole thing together, and and then she just f's up so big, and it, and and I was I was I remember I threw something at the TV, and I I I cursed at it, and I yelled at it, and I thought how did stupid you? I did because I was so pissed. I was like, you're just tanking the entire show by letting her let this guy walk. Just because he has a hostage, yeah. and oh, then, I called you out too. I'm like Joe was so mad. I bet I was pissed. <laughs> FBI, WTF? W- yeah, right. And then five minutes later, in the office, and she's getting dressed down, and that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. And what the hell? This proves you don't. Blow. I was like, thank you. Right. So I mean, again, she's so young, and she's dealing with all this stuff. And and I, I like what you said that we're starting to see her as a human. We're starting to you know flush her out a little bit, and that's interesting too. That we need family. We need to see where you come from to get you. Um, but um, but I, I think it's it, their relationship, her, her and Red. It's interesting to me uh, because at the end of the day, there is a comfort between the two of them that whether or not she likes it, it's there. Like she fights against that. She fights against, I think, her instinct, her instinct to confide in this man, and her instinct to trust this person, and her instinct to go to this person. She fights against it because I think intellectually she doesn't want it, but I think on on a deeper level she does want to trust this person because. He's her dad. <laughs> That's Duh. touched on a little bit last week that she is in this constant battle between thinking with her head and thinking with her heart. Mm. Yeah, and she can never she can never reconcile the two. Absolutely, I think I think you're 100 percent right. And so, go ahead. Oh no, no. Um, so let me ask you, like, do you? I mean, at this point, you would I would start to what I, what I'm kind of upset with or just puzzled by is I think that at some point. We've all had these thoughts about Red and, and Red's involvement and why he's there. Like, when does Lizzie start really wondering and asking, how come Red knows so much about my dad? How come Red knows so much about this? Why is Red so involved? She's never even seen to, at least on camera, ask those questions, which we are all seem to have the answers to. Well, she has asked, but he doesn't give any answers. And then she finally, a couple episodes ago, she said, I don't want you in my life. You know, and they were right. talking about that. I want you in my mm. life. We're colleagues. We work right. together, and that's it. I mean, granted, that's not really working out so well for her. Yeah, nope. But she's trying. She's yeah. trying that. And he's great at deflecting. And he's great at deflecting. Obviously, at the end of the, the end of the scene when uh, the end of the show when uh, when she goes back to the money launderer uh, to the garage where they have that woman laundering money, and she starts talking to him about it. He's like, "So sorry to hear about your dad." And all of a sudden, she just starts like, "Yeah," she just totally changes the subject completely. He he he's really great at making her. At deflecting her all yeah. the time, so really awesome work. And can we pause there for a second? I like I like that idea of the show that we sort of catch Red in these in this most in these ridiculous circumstances like along the way. That like, was pretty funny. What's Red doing now? Oh, he's laundering money in the suburban garage. <laughs> he's just having his casual you know? conversation about this woman going to Malaysia. He's like, oh, little Jimmy would love Malaysia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, the thieving awesome. monkeys. He'd get a kick the out of the thieving monkeys. monkeys. <laughs> you know what? You know what's terrible? The, the blonde actress and I cannot remember her name to save my life. She played my wife on a whole bunch of commercials, and she's such a sweetheart. And so shout out. If we can ever figure out her name, because I can't, I couldn't dig can't it up. Remember your own Kelly, wife's name, Kelly, Kelly Deadman. Kelly, yeah, yeah. I know Kelly. You know Kelly. She's terrific. So big shout out to Kelly because she was she's she was I remember, fantastic. I remember your name, Kelly. She was awesome. And, <laughs> and, and, you never and, played my wife. You mean Kelly? Oh yeah, I know Kelly. <laughs> and she's 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 a very tall, lovely lady, and uh, and and she was very she's cool been, in that in that role too. She was like yeah. kind of set up. Great role. Look, right. cute, just, really cool, fun. just cool, just uh, cool, cool little uh, what you call it. Um, suburban, suburban, suburban um, counterfeiter. Right. Yeah, you know that's a suburban game. counterfeiter motif. You know how it goes. Yeah, you should see my laundry room. Right. So, so, <laughs> so, what, so what do we think? Are you hitting on Joe? That's that a euphemism, right? <laughs> Is that, is that what doing There's so many levels. There's so many layers to that right? sentence. Yeah. Don't you counterfeit that laundry room? Don't you counterfeit? <laughs> is your laundry room dirtier? <laughs> uh, all right. So Lizzie is. Uh, <laughs> so, so so Lizzie and Red. I mean, do we do we do we? This, at the end of this episode, we saw that you know Lizzie went to Red for comfort or just to say like just sort of confront him on the fact that we know you stole the thing right uh, i think that i think it's both i mean she's you know obviously she's gonna she's gotta somebody's gotta confront him about that but it seems to me lizzie's kind of letting him off the hook he's, he's got a blank check to right. apparently counterfeit as many hundred dollar bills as he wants to mm. it, well how many times have we seen her go to him when she's in an emotional state 
You know, right. when she thought she knew for sure that Tom was bad, and she went to that weird apartment with a weird clear the opaque the weird freaky booze. booze. Yeah, uh, when they hold hands on <laughs> the, the bench, uh, uh, and now this. I mean, over and over, yeah. she fights him, she resists him, but then when she's feeling blue. She seeks out red. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and don't say it's because instinctively it's her, she knows it's her dad, Joe. Don't do that. I, I, I do I, think that's the I, reason, I, but I if you don't want me to say it, but that would we, make I you mean, happy. Uh, do we buy the whole? I mean, there's a very sweet moment on the swing at the end where Red was very, you know, uh, is very clear, and he, what he, he said to her, "Oh, tell me, no, you get better by telling stories. Tell me about your dad. Yeah, tell me about your dad. No, that was tell me sweet. some stories. Tell me some stories." And so they, and so she sat and told him stories, and he listened. And looked on as 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 he does as Red, who we now know as we're informed by knowing how much he cares about her, how much he's looking out for her, and how much you know that, that scene played so much more heavy, so much more heavy, having seen the horrific scene that we that we saw with uh, him killing Sam, and then also the the confrontation with Tom, and so now this last confrontation with Lizzie just played so heavy, like like he has like Red's coming with all this information, like I'm sorry to hear about your father, hmm. tell me stories. Well, he said it last week, right? He uh, for a man, uh, I don't remember exactly the line, but I'm paraphrasing. Burn, a man who would burn down the world for the one thing he loves is a man he can respect. Yeah, I mean that's that, and and really, who wouldn't do that? I yeah. mean, it's very difficult to remove yourself, and it's you know from uh, okay, well, this many people have to die, so my kid's okay. You know, I. Well, there's also something very sweet about the notion of like I know already know all the answers. I know more stories than you know about your dad. I know more information than you could possibly know. But I know it will make you feel better telling me some stuff. So let's do that. Maybe I want to hear it too because I'm, I'm connected made to him Sam. Feel better yeah, because he's connected to Sam. That was very sweet. Well, speaking of Sam, I mean, that was a very interesting, crazy reveal we had with uh, with Sam and Red. I mean, that moment where we are in the ho- in the hospital room and then there's a reveal when Red's there. Hello, Sam. And that all that was like, oh, I mean, we kind of we saw it from the preview, so we kind of like it wasn't such a big reveal, but mm-hmm. it was still very cool in there. Um, they tell the stories, and then, of course, he says, I, I need to tell her the truth. I owe her that much. And Red says, I can't let you do that. What do we think? We, I, I don't know what we thought. This whole, this, this whole visit was really, yeah, I think it was intentionally sort of like meant to, the whole visit felt like a red herring for us as, as, as uh, viewers. Because it's, you know, on one hand, you feel like everything is explained right there in the room, but at the same time, you really got no answers. So you walked out thinking, oh, well, of course, well, Red's the wolf, real father, and he had to kill Sam, and that makes sense, and they're all buddies, and nah, nah, nah. But in actuality, we don't know that. We don't, we, we, I feel like we know nothing more other than they knew each other, and we know that... Uh, Red knows about Lizzie, like being a kid, you know, uh, that, that Sam had to take care of her. We know that. Um, we know that Red cared, like you loved her as your own. He said that. It was very, you did a noble thing. You loved her as your own. Um, and he'll take, he'll take care of her now. He said all those things, but that doesn't necessarily mean to me that Red's the father. The other thing I thought was very interesting about that moment was he said, I want to tell her the truth. He said, I can't let you do that. He then, we didn't cut to him telling Lizzie on the phone. Uh, yes, I actually have cancer and I'm actually dying. I mean, that could be the truth that he's referring to. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But she says... <laughs> going all, you're, you're going awful wow. deep. you got an awful deep stretch here to make yeah, this I not know. work for the way you want. I know. Okay, wait. But, but he, did, he did say, uh, you know... Um, At the very least, they're setting this up to make it look like... There's something. Because he said because his, his last words to his, his, his daughter were, sorry I didn't tell you the truth. I was trying to protect you. Yeah. So no, that, was, that was in reference to the cancer, but obviously that's in reference to something else. Double on yeah. yeah. uh, Exactly. Double on So... Then of course Red says, "Okay, it's Just time to go." Smart. So the question, the questions I have, you know, surrounding this whole thing is, is like he also made mention that he didn't want to be around for six months getting treatment. Like he's six, kinda, weeks. six weeks. I'm sorry, yeah. six weeks, six hours. Yeah, six hours. And I feel like Red sort of said that can be arranged, but like, so questions I have. I walked away from this with that that. Um, you know, Sam wanted Red to kill him. It wasn't like it wasn't involuntary. I felt like he was saying, sort of like, "I don't want to live anymore. I, don't, I want this to be six hours." Uh, when he when he when he called Lizzie, he hung up and he said, "Thank you for letting me do that. Thank you for letting me do that, Red." And he's like, "No problem." And then he's like, "Time to go." <laughs> it, made, it, made, it made me feel like this whole thing was sort of like consensual. It wasn't like uh, did, did it play to let, you that like, no. Red killed him and like, no. oh, what happened? Let, let me let me give you my two cents here. I I don't think Sam. Uh, I don't think Sam had a choice in it. I think Sam recognized that. I think Sam, if Sam knew Red when they were younger, I get the vibe maybe Sam was involved with the same kind of thing Red was involved with. Maybe they have, uh, uh, you know, they got a tough guy thing going on when they were younger. 
I don't think Sam had any delusions after he said, I owe Lizzie that much. I can't let you do that. I think Red knew that the writing was on the wall. I don't think that Red wanted to die in the next 20 minutes, though. Sam. Sam, I'm sorry. I don't think Sam wanted to die in the next 20 minutes. I think he just, uh, I, I think he kind of saw that that was going to be the deal. Once he said that and he saw Red's face and he knows Red. But was there acceptance? I mean, was it like, oh, Red's here, time to die? Or was it like, oh, Red's here, I don't want to die, leave me alone, Red? No, I, I think mean, it, was, it was somewhere in between. More like, you know, Red, you know this, is, this guy's going, he's not going to let me do what I want to do. I've shown my cards too quickly. And he, he know now he's not going to let me do this. There's no way. Well, he said it. I can't let you do that. There's no way. And so, and he knows Red, and and he knows that there's no way in hell that Red's going to risk whatever Red's long term play is. He's not going to let. He's not going to leave that to chance. She deserves he, to know the truth. He's not going to leave to chance that that Sam's not going to tell her. Hmm. So he's not going to leave Sam alive. And so hmm. maybe Sam gave him a little bit of a get out of jail free card with the six hours thing. Maybe he was playing tough, but I don't think Sam wanted to die. I think Sam wanted to see Lizzie again, but he knew once he'd said that he was screwed. And so, um, so when when Red let him have the phone call, he was saying thank you because he already knew that that his uh, that that uh, what you call it, Red was going to kill him, not necessarily that he wanted to die. So do you think That's my Red, Do you think Red showed up with the intention of I'm going to. Was it, I'm going to say goodbye to my friend, oh shit, look what he's going to do, I have to kill him, or or I have to take care of this, or did he show up with the intention that he's going to... I get the vibe from Red. I think he's on his deathbed and, you know, he wants Who to knows what he may say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's that, I, and, and it's Red, too, so he's going to, you know, let, let's, let's learn, let's fill out the situation. We're going to be buddies, that's the action at the beginning of the scene, we're friends, we're telling old stories, I got to tell Lizzie, I owe her that much, all right, that's where you're at, and okay, you now say, I got to kill you. He said, I don't care, uh, or what did he say? Something about the deal that we made. Yeah. So they made a very, it wasn't, there was a very specific deal made to never tell her whatever right. whatever right. went down. So I, I, I agree with you, Flip. I think he, he came to visit and feel him out. He knew he was on his deathbed. He hope, maybe hoped that, like, you know, he wasn't wanting to tell right. him. I think that if he'd walked in there and, and Sam had been like, don't I worry. completely agree. I would never say anything to her. Uh, and, 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 uh, your, and your secret is safe with me. What secret? No, nothing. I think Red would have walked out the door. I don't know. He might have still no, killed him. I think so. Mm-hmm. He might have still killed him. But loose ends. Red yeah. does not like any loose ends. But, you know. He's but, protecting. <laughs> he says he's doing it to protect her. So perhaps she still needs protection. Well, let's get to There's, the elephant in the room here. But why? 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 It's, and, you, and you guys say it's because it's Red's daughter. Yes. Joe Sanfilippo and myself agree on something. It's completely different than what a, you guys agree on. And, and in a year and a half, uh, Nando and I agree on very, very little. <laughs> right. Yes. So... <laughs> Even smaller than that. Julie, Julie, Julie Carley and I seem to think that it is a little too spot on still. I think that's a little, it's a little too early, a little too obvious. I still don't think that it's the daughter. I think Red's daughter is the person that he looked up in the, in the, in the Vicap mm-hmm. database, uh, which is why he won the Vicap database in the very beginning. I mean, this isn't China. You can have more than one kid. Yeah, it's true. You don't have to apply for anything. Yes. This isn't China. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one child. You, you got me on that one. Okay, <laughs> that's true. You can have one one kid. I mean, I, I, I get, true. I get the other girl that he looked up, who actually looked very similar to the girl, the 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 one in that in the, in the, in book. the stewmaker, in the stewmaker book. book. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah it looks very similar. She's obviously not dead. And the Vicap, yeah. which is the Violent Criminal Apprehension Program. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it real? I don't know. All right, cool. It's, that's what the database said. At the very <laughs> least, they've made it pretty a pretty obvious breadcrumb trail that Red is her father. So whether whether obvious. whether it's too obvious and it's really something else oh in there God. or not, no, I'm just I'm not switching sides. I still no, believe it. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying not, at I'm the saying, very least. I, I'm saying to you, I, the, the whole thing. I mean, it. it I don't know. I, I'd hate to be wrong if I put my foot down this hard, but my God, I mean, it, it, it's really the. It's it's over and over again. The no, sit down with want, the show wants us to think that they're his mm-hmm. father, but it's not. They got to I, you too, Flippo. and I can't believe that you, <laughs> you're so. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just like the rest of them, Flippo. Not you. I have, no, I have no problem being wrong. I, I, I definitely have no problem being wrong. So I will right. say, yeah, I think at this point, I feel like that's that, that's got to be the payoff. There's going to be other twists and turns in this show, but I feel like that uh, is a given. To, to be honest with you, if it's his, if if he's her uncle. The show doesn't make much sense to me. Like, wh- I like my nieces and nephews, but not that much. Well, he said, okay, well, it doesn't matter. He said, he said, the line he said, the last line, he, well, we know the last line that she, he said to Lizzie, mm-hmm. which was, Sam said to Lizzie last one, I'm sorry I didn't tell you the truth, I was going to protect you. The last line Red said to Sam was, you'll always be your father, yep. Sam. I can, I can only hope to love and protect her as you did. Yeah. Now die. As a father. <laughs> yes. Now and now die. die. Yeah, no, he didn't say as a father. He said, no, but that's you, the you'll implication. You'll always be your father. Right. That's yeah. the implication on your part. 
Yeah. All right. I would love to hear. I can't wait till the YouTubers I can't wait for the, the actual comments. Is that, is that the question you're going to ask folks? Is well, that... yeah. The, the, the question we're asking folks are, yeah. you, are you YouTube commenters and our, and our iTunes commenters are, yeah. do you really think Red's the father? Come on, can't guys. possibly well, be. Hold on. You got you to really uh, agree with Justin. So keep in mind, keep on, mind the question is asked with enormous error. Do you really think? I mean, do you, are you dumb enough to how think? How stupid can you be? <laughs> you, you, you're going Man, all no Chris Joe. Rock on us right now. I just know <laughs> what you're going on. How stupid can you be? That's my, my bad, Chris Rock. Uh, so, yeah. So, like, well, before we close, I do want to get to this last confrontation or really great scene between Tom and Red, which we alluded to. Phenomenal which scene. Which is a great scene, Jules. Oh, my God. That scene, I feel, was just riddled with innuendo. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, though, a big question um, that was answered for me was that it seemed pretty obvious that Tom does not know who Red is. Oh, sure. Clearly. Sure. Clearly. Well, you, you believe that? I, I, like, do you? I, 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 is is you, that clear to you? He looked pretty pretty confused. He didn't look like, didn't have any kind of recognition when he sat down. Um, so, yeah, like I said, so much innuendo from, from Red saying it's hard not to be able to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure he's alluding to, to whatever is going on with Lizzie and, and the dad, yada, yada. Um, but just everything that, that Red said, that whole little, well, little monologue he does, the standing in the shadows. He'll always be, uh, to he'll keep always, her safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll always be there with her, standing in the shadows to keep her safe, laughing with her in the light. Watching through the eyes of those that get close. And he'll always be there. She'll be fine. And then Tom, and I thought that might be the end of it. And then Tom, it sort of turns into a little teeny bit of a pissing contest, I feel. Right. Mm. Because then Tom says, I hope you're right. And Red retorts with, I know I am. Yeah. You know, and I feel like that moment, that acting uh, in their eyes and their connection, there's a piece of Tom who, that recognized that. This guy might be more than he seems. Oh, totally. Um, so I have to sort of. It was sort of his way of maybe standing up a little bit. I think so. Well, I, I think that that was the reveal that maybe Tom is not who we think Tom is, or who you think Tom is, Julia. Well, I know uh, maybe Tom is. Exa- Tom's exactly who I think he is. <laughs> um, but I think that that monologue was outstanding because it was like it started it was- out as one thing, even the, you know his tone and visually and how, how he was saying, and then midway through it turned to like, yeah, mother effer, mm-hmm. like I'll be, I'll always be there. Don't f with her, and don't worry about. It. I got her back, and he was like. And that, that was really, he, he, he turned, his face turned, his, face his teeth changed. gritted, like uh, he got angry, yeah. you know, at the, toward, by the end of that, he's like, I know she will. And I was like, oh, it was a pissing contest. And then I feel like Tom was like, oh, who is this guy? And oh, okay. And, I mean, and it was very much him letting, and they don't know each other, I mean, he mm-hmm. knows her, but like, very much Red letting Tom know, you're on notice, I know who you are, mm-hmm. I'm watching you, I'm watching her, so don't F up. Do you think, now, you know, I just had this thought, because, you know, it's the anti, the anti, it would go the other way. What if Tom was, what if Tom did recognize Red and just played the whole scene? Very possible. I know his, about that. I very possible. About that. Very possible. You know, maybe he played the whole scene in that, that, hey, aw shucks, C.W. Dawson's Creek guy. Yeah. You know, and he just, I, I'm not gonna, <laughs> although I wanna. <laughs> you know, maybe he just played that whole scene I out. I thought about that. I rewound it. I watched that scene a couple of times because sure. I really wanted and to And maybe that was what was fueling Red's irritation. Like, no, damn it. I know you know who I am and yeah. you're playing this game with me. Very much so. Maybe that was, I don't know. I'm that, was kind of, that, was, that was the beauty of both of those scenes. The, the deathbed scene with uh, Red and Sam as well as the scene with Tom is that like they were – the words were the words on the page and they delivered the dialogue as as written – but the performances told maybe a different story than the dialogue. And the performances were such that it could mean a few things. It can be interpreted as a few things as well as – and the dialogue, too. The dialogue can be interpreted – if you just read the dialogue, mm-hmm. it can be interpreted however way you want sure. it to be interpreted. And the performances, same way. It's like, wow, Red, what's he doing here? It took me back to that interview we read a couple weeks ago when we were doing our, our news and whatnot. Uh, Ryan Eggo coming out and sort of saying that he does finally have a scene with Red right. and what that was like preparing for mm-hmm. it. Spader coming to him, them talking about it, and just sort of their process of that scene. Specifically, yeah. so that was that was exciting to watch from that standpoint as well. Yeah, and actually did actually deliver when I read them like, oh, it's going to be some crazy confrontation scene and a fight, so and the guns will come out and they'll be doing karate. But <laughs> no, just a quick scene. This is happens in my world, in my head. And all, guns, karate. And the karate, and, always, and, always and then the karate. dragon, yeah. and the dragon <laughs> had the gun too. Red turns into a dragon. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he sounds like Sean Connery. But, I am the last. But, oh, no, not the Connery. No, no. <laughs> the Connery, please. But, oh, man. But yeah, no, but it was uh, very subtle and very wonderful and well played. So, um, and then, uh, you know, look, I, I, we'd be remiss if we didn't get it, you know, say that, like, um, you know, we have, we did, did get a great preview as to, uh, Someone that could be. You're, uh, I believe your supervillain's coming. A super blacklister. <laughs> well, in news and gossip, we have, I have some more news that could, that could allude to the fact that it could be a super, super blacklister. What? what? Um, yes. What? But, um, but that's, I don't know. It's not, it's in, Michelle in, Ramis. What? What? <laughs> what? 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 Speaking of she which. She pointed for me like 12 times. What? 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 <laughs> Shelly. Uh, hi, Shelly. Uh, speaking of which, let's get into news and gossip. After Buzz TV yeah. News. So we do have some news. First, we'll start as always with the ratings. Yeah, sure. So uh, ratings for uh, last night's blacklist of this episode. Uh, it received a 3.0 rating, eight uh, percent share in adults, eighteen to forty nine, and huge. averaged about ten point seven. So it went up. Big it numbers. went up uh, from last uh, last week. So and uh, not only a- that. Not only that, well, it actually dominated the 10 o'clock time slot by a margin of about 58% over the number two Yo. show at that hour, yep. which was Castle. So, and it's up, generally, from week to week, it's up 3%. And not so, only that, not and only 4%. <laughs> but wait, there's more. And, uh, yeah, what else? That's it. It just won the, won the entire night. It, it won the entire night. It, 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 awesome. it, it didn't just win its demo, which it normally does. It actually won the night. It didn't, it actually beat Castle, mm-hmm. uh, which is huge. Yeah. You know, shout out to Nathan. Well, it didn't uh, beat we the voice. Him, uh, what? It didn't beat The Voice, but yeah, NBC was number one for the night. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what you meant. That's Got it. Meant. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, yeah, The Blacklist didn't win the entire, I mean, The Blacklist. One the night. night. Monday night, Blacklist. No, but <laughs> it, it was television. Huge. It won TV. <laughs> it won the internet, too. It won, TV. it won television. <laughs> television, you, you lose again, television. <laughs> Blacklist won TV zero. It won the TV. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations, uh, Blacklist, over your dominating win over television. So there's that. Uh, and then also, so also in other news, yes. uh, we, we, you know, we, we learned last week that, you know, we will have the guest, we, about our guest stars this week. We learned about Andrew Dice Clay and, uh, my man, oh god. From today, Justin oh, Kirk. No. Justin Kirk. Your yeah. man. Love him, love him. Your man. My man, my other man, my real man, my main man. I'm so excited about this. It's coming, uh, it's just announced that, uh, Alan Alda will be coming to the blacklist <laughs> really? very soon as a villain. Hawkeye mm. Pierce himself. Hawkeye Pierce himself, as, as possibly as an old, Red's oldest adversary. Oh man. So. Oh man, mm. so he, just, he just talks you to death real mellow. Just, he just mellow oh, talks on. you all the way in. Alan Alda is the Oh, truth. I'm a fan. <laughs> he is the truth. I don't know, um, I'm sorry, I have to say, Shelly Ramos just texted me. What, what? Uh, what? 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 I, uh, it's just Shelly. Uh, no, so yeah, I'm very excited about this. Alan Alda, he's really, really good at acting. So, you know, Spader's good at acting. Spader's good Alan at Alda's acting. good at acting. Oh, is he ever? If so, Spader and Alda are acting man. and they're acting together, it's going to be really good. That'll be good acting. Yeah. They'll beat the television, so, too. So there's that. Uh, there's, the there's also an interesting <laughs> story. There's also, which I'm trying to get to, we'll get to maybe next week. Also, an interesting story about how the Blacklist is uh, really doing great for the, the Blacklist music supervisors are really doing a great job, and how yeah. all their music, all their needle drops in the Blacklist are just kind of blowing up on iTunes and, mm. and doing really well, and they're doing pulling some real obscure. It's a good sign of a successful TV show yeah. when their soundtrack does really well. Yeah. So yeah, it's caught. really they're yeah. really doing some good job there. We'll, we'll talk about a little bit more of that next week. But and that's for not now, all. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, we got we got to get to our tickety tickety. Oh, okay, yeah, that's too. Our people. I just want to do that to you because I want to see what else you're going to say. Okay, okay. I saying. want some tickety tickety. Uh, actually, a lot of good tickety tickety because a lot of people agreed with me last week. That's, that's a lot of good ones. Oh. Uh, oh. On how awesome last week's episode was. No, because we had a little bit of a battle there. Oh. Minor battle. All right, I'm going to mess up some battle. of these names. Uh, yeah, as, <laughs> as I do. That's my that's my trademark. Uh, Amika Groove. So there you go. Uh-huh. I think that one's, that one's pretty easy. Uh, Fabled Frequency. That one I got right. Uh, and, <laughs> I'm gonna rate. I'm gonna rate how each one. I, I say each one. We might be here half an hour. M. Oliver, huh? uh, complaina Sarah, complaina Sarah. Yes. Who totally agrees with me? <laughs> she totally agrees with me. So I hope I didn't mess up your name, complaina Sarah. Uh, all right, share anime. Okay. Yes, we, you share promised anime. to say yes. that correctly. Right? Did share you anime. Not? Yeah. Okay, I got your name right. Mm-hmm. Lauren Lazasil. <laughs> I hope I say that name right. She, she posts a lot. What? Honestly, Allison. I just want to say it like a question mark. Honestly, honestly, Allison. Allison. Honestly, honestly, Allison. honestly, Allison. Uh, tickled to lady. Tickled to lady. There's a T in there, so tickled tea lady. Uh, <laughs> tickled tea lady. Uh, I can watch this all day long. Uh, Dave fifteen fifty five. 
This is like a and uh, oh oh this one okay Rob Robot T Sprinkles I almost said Robert right. Robot T Sprinkles I, I think I called it uh, Roberta Sprinkles uh, <laughs> Robot T Sprinkles uh, of course Julia Jill S and I think that's all I have there so that's uh, and no one on iTunes this week so rate us give us oh, give us some ratings on iTunes because I like reading iTunes too yeah. I mean we get to respond like looking at our pretty pretty Thank faces you. we get to respond on YouTube if we have the opportunity to but rate us on iTunes because then we love fives well, well, we, we do love fives yeah we do because what happens when when you give a five. An angel gets their wings. That's it. It's a wonderful blacklist. Yes, it yes. is. Okay. Uh, thank you for all of you guys for listening and commenting. Yes. We're, we're very interested to hear you uh, tell us if Red is Lizzie's father or not. We already know the answer. Is. Julie and I already know the answer. Is. 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 All right, not. Please tell me, tell me what you think. Uh, let's jump to predictions. <laughs> and now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Mando, I'm, 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 I'm serious. Yes, yes. Oh, you want to? You want me no. to be the one? Okay, no, yes. Wait. I say Julia should go first. Thank you. There you go, Julia. <laughs> I agree. I agree with Mando. I agree with Mando. Damn it! Damn it! All right, you guys want a prediction? Yes. You want yeah, a prediction? Yeah, yeah. This is the prediction. You can't handle a prediction. This is a prediction. Um, what if Lizzie is not the daughter of Red, but oh. In fact, Ooh. the daughter Uh-oh. of Red's adversary. Yes. Yeah, we made that before. No, no. we haven't. Haven't we? I thought. No. Uh, I, all right, I thought we have. That's a good one. Thank you. That, that's one. I've, I've, I've seen that one. Thank on the, you. I've seen that one on the, on, on the internet. <laughs> I like that one. Maybe that's why. But uh, uh, no, oh, I didn't steal it. No, 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 no. There's more than one person. You know, that's who have theories out in the world on the internet. I, I'm so. telling you, I need my board. Need the board. String connecting. Yes. Not safe. I like pins. that. Push pins. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, well, we'll talk about why that would be and why we care, but that's, I like that. I, I like think that. that's Football? an awesome prediction. Um, I predict that Lizzie's mom, whomever she was, and I don't think it was Crazy Legs McGee that they were talking about in the, uh, in the hospital because that just seems too disrespectful and casual. I mean, they both had a crack. <laughs> they both had a crack. That's very politically correct on my part. They both took a swing at her. I don't yeah, know. I both, uh, um, <laughs> it's nice clay, I guess. Nice clay. Hey. Oh, legs McGee. Oh, legs McGee. <laughs> um, I, I, I predict that Lizzie's mom is connected to the big adversary. I don't know mm. exactly how. I don't know if she is still alive and with the big adversary, or if she was related to the big adversary, or was with the big adversary at some point. But I predict that Lizzie's mom is connected. To the big adversary, uh, I'm, I'm going to go now. I agree that I'm. Gonna, I'm I read this online, so this, and I believe this too. I believe that um, actually, yeah, Lizzie is the daughter of Red's adversary, and the the Red's adversary has Lizzie's daughter working for her, which is why she looked him up on the on the, on the VICAP, and she's working for Red's adversary. And wait, maybe. You, you said Lizzie. You said Lizzie is the daughter of Red's adversary, yes. and Red's adversary has Red's, Red's daughter, daughter working for her. Oh, so, I, that wasn't clear. I want to make sure we yes. understood this correctly. So, so Red's adversary is out in the world working for him. Is Red's and daughter? Red's daughter. This that's Lucy why she looked Brooks. Up, uh, Lucy Brooks. So boom, boom, boom. Red. So Red mm-hmm. is keeping tabs on Lizzie for possible revenge. Uh, you know that's I, that's the one I got. I think that's genius. I, I take full credit for it, even though I read it on the internet. Uh, yeah. I, I, I predict seventy six percent of the st- statistics on the internet are completely sure. made up. I love that one. I, 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 I predict that uh, Julie should give another prediction. No, no. I think that's no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I panic in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I predict that. Uh, you know what? I'm going to predict that. You're right. Um, Lizzie's mom is. Um, well, I'm gonna say Lizzie's mom is not dead, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go really farther out. Although this might not be a prediction that might come to pass right away, I'm gonna say Red's wife is not dead. What? And maybe, maybe Red's wife is somehow hooked up with the adversary. Oh. Oh. Well, and, if, and, and, follow... if, and if Red's wife, and if Red is Lizzie's father, then Red's wife there is go. Lizzie's mother. And case closed. There we go. Okay, done. that's it. Thank you for joining us. We're done with the show. Season finale. Season finale. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us on the, after, on the After Buzz After Show. We've solved the show. Uh, we'll see you next season. Not only did we win television, we, we solved won. the show. We solved the show. We won the internet. We did a lot. We just won. Hooray. Victory. Uh, 
Joe Flippo, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at Joe Flippo on the Twitters, and you can go to my website, josephsanflippo.com. Nando, where can we find you? You can find me on the Twitter at uh, Nando Vell, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L, and here for Walking Dead on AfterBuzz and Homeland, which I wish you guys, somebody said you guys should join us. I, yeah, I would love it if you guys guested. Nice. I don't think we can kick anybody off, Any but I'd love if you guys guested. Yeah, man. We'll, I'm I'll guest. ready. Yeah, we'll guest. Julia, we'll sit on the couch. couch. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh please do. Julia? Oh, yes, find me on Twitter. This is my desperate call. Be my Twitter friend. Find me. Uh, or on Instagram. Uh, my name, Julia Carely. J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. And the same, for, me. the same for me. You can find me on Twitter at JoeKBraswell.com. Dot com at Joe K. Braswell. <laughs> Sorry. And on Instagram at Joe Braswell. Thank you very, very and much Black for Hollywood Live with me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, we do a Geek Nerd <laughs> Tech. Geek Nerd show we do. Yes. Uh, for geeks and nerds and tech people. Uh, so check that out, please. And uh, that's it. I'm Joe Braswell uh, for Julia and Joe and Nando. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.